Hey everyone, just before we get into the podcast today, I have an exciting announcement, a little bit overdue. Um, We have now finally officially launched our mental fitness coaching certificates. Um, So this is a a conglomerate of really top-notch people. Um, You have myself, uh, you have Carly, uh, you have uh, Professor Joseph Chirochi, who is one of the world leaders in positive psychology and process-based therapies. You have Dr. Joanna McMillan, who's been on the podcast, uh, a, a very famous nutritionist. And we also have the awesome Craig Harper. So together, um, we have put together a mental fitness coaching uh, course that you can do either one of two things. You can either just do the certificate if you're already a health professional uh, and you are looking for ways to uh, to help people with their mental health and their mental fitness. You can just go and do the, the certificate. Or if you're interested in getting into the industry and you're not, um, we have combined with Wellness Coaches Australia to produce a, a Hakanza-approved um, certificate in health coaching and mental fitness fitness coaching. So to find out more, just go to the website mentalfitnessproject.com.au. So now let's get on with the podcast. So now welcome to another edition of the podcast. Today I want to talk about hydration. And the reason I want to talk about it is I did a corporate workshop the other day and was talking about hydration and I was completely shocked at how little water um, some people actually drink. So uh, I just want to do a bit of an overview on hydration. So when we are dehydrated, when we don't drink enough water, um, there's there's a couple of things that happens both acutely and then with more sustained stuff. So acutely, we get poor concentration. We know uh, poor cognitive performance as well. We know that even 2 to 3% dehydration impacts both physical performance and cognitive performance and decision-making. Sports science established this about 20 years ago. And then when our dehydration progresses further, we tend to get dizziness, fatigue, confusion, and they drop in blood pressure. Um, and, and that's obviously pretty serious, but there are so many people who walk around on a daily basis in a dehydrated state, and it is massively affecting their performance. The other thing that happens is when you're dehydrated, you often feel hungry because those um, signals in the brain can get confused. Now, with more sustained or severe dehydration, um, this is real serious dehydration that can cause kidney damage. Um, It exacerbates high blood pressure and increases the likelihood of deep thrium thrombosis. Now, why do we need water? Well, um, all of our cells, as well as as the obvious stuff about, about just hydrating ourselves, we have all of these chemical reactions going on inside our body every single second, and lots of them actually need water. And water is involved in lots of cellular processes, and it's obviously necessary for life. Now, the body's fluid balance, it's regulated by two systems, um, one that controls water coming in, and then the other one that controls water going out. Now, on the intake side, we obviously have thirst. And as we become dehydrated, we get this conscious increasing drive to drink. Uh, And then when we satisfy that drive, um, we counteract um, the dehydration. And now, interestingly, 
the more that you drink in terms of water routinely, the more sensitive your thirst mechanism becomes. And the less water you drink, the less sensitive it becomes. And that can increase your risk of dehydration. So then let's flip over to the output side. So there's a number of different things that affect um, water leaving the body. That includes breathing. And you actually get quite a lot just from breathing uh, of water loss. And that's why overnight you dehydrate a lot. Talking, um, I notice particularly if I'm doing an all-day session, I uh, if I'm not constantly drinking water, then I end up massively dehydrated. Then there's the obvious stuff like sweating and urination and water loss from our stools, which is why when you're dehydrated, that can contribute to constipation or or just difficulties with movement. Um, And when we become dehydrated, our, our kidneys can reabsorb some of the water from both the stool and the urine to 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 limit that further loss, and and that's why um, these processes become affected, uh, and that's why your urine obviously becomes darker in color when you don't drink enough water, and by that stage you are significantly dehydrated. Now the balance of intake and output is pretty good system in in most people, but as I say, the less you drink, the less acute your thirst mechanism becomes. But then, um, and so the thirst and and urine, they they do a pretty good job of keeping us sufficiently hydrated to avoid the negative effects, as long as obviously fluid is available and we don't ignore our thirst. Now, um, what uh, has come to light, uh, an interesting article I read, is that as you get older, hydration actually becomes trickier and it's even more important. So we know that elderly adults, and it's been long established that they have blunted thirst mechanisms whenever they're dehydrated. So they actually tend to drink less. And then uh, when they become old, and particularly if they have difficulty getting out of the chair, they're less likely to go and get stuff whenever they are dehydrated and that makes things worse. Another thing is this loss of muscle mass, which I've talked about a lot, actually contributes to it because muscles are really good storage place for water. And interestingly, a little aside, it's not only your muscle, but your fascia, your fascial system and the myofascial system, as we call it. So the fascia is all of this connective tissue that, that surrounds all of your muscle cells and your muscle fibers and bundles. And then each muscle is wound up in fascia. And it turns out, um, research by Thomas Myers and others showed that that when you are dehydrated, your fascial system does not work well, so you tend to stiffen up and you're more likely to become injured from a sporting perspective whenever you're dehydrated. Um, So that's a little aside on fascia, but let's get back to older adults. Um, So as well as their their thirst um, being less acute, them tending to, uh, a, a particularly if they, they don't move well, um, not drinking water whenever they can, and having less muscle mass, as you age, the kidneys become less able to respond to vasopressin. So vasopressin is our antidiuretic hormone that's responsible for stimulating that reabsorption of water from the urine. Now, another little interesting aside, alcohol inhibits vasopressin which is why it dehydrates you and why if you've had a bit of a skinful, you end up pissing like a racehorse, right? So let's get now to the practical side of things. Let's talk about guidelines. So the old guidelines were you should drink six to eight glasses of water a day. And that, that always amused me. It's like, how big's the glass? 
and um, does a 120 kilo person need the same six to eight classes as a 50 kilo person? Well, quite clearly the answer is no. So I find that a very non-scientific guidelines. I actually am a big fan of drinking 250 mils for every 10 kilos of body weight. Um, so that should be a slide. So for me, at, at 80 kilos, um, that is uh, a two liters of water. And then you drink more when you're exercising or it's a hot day. And especially if you're exercising in hot day, if you're doing saunas, those sorts of things, you need significantly more. And if you're exercising, a little way that you can do it is you weigh yourself before and then you weigh yourself after and then you can see how much fluid loss you've actually had. And that's what they do with a lot of, of elite athletes to make sure that they're staying on top of their hydration status. I like to have a general rule and um, pee clear by 9 a.m. and pee clear the rest of the day. Uh, and, and all elite athletes will use those urine color charts. And so you, your urine should be clear or a very light yellow. If it's dark, you know you're definitely dehydrated. And, and then when you're rehydrating, don't just guzzle a pint of water and think that that's you done because you won't absorb it all. Now, your kidneys, when you're dehydrated, they will absorb at a higher rate, but you're better just simping that water continuously. And then you can use um, some sort of rehydration salts and um, things like hydrolyte or any of those things that will actually help that water get into your cells. So, that is it for this week about water and hydration. It is extremely important for our physical health. It's extremely important for our brain health and for our cognitive performance. Uh, and, and it is one thing that a lot of people just do not pay enough attention to. Oh, just a little aside, just be aware that caffeine is a mild diuretic. Now, if you're having a, a cup of tea and it's weak tea, then you're going to get a net positive. But if you're if you're having an espresso or a double espresso, it's probably going to contribute to that dehydration. So, so water is always the best thing that you can do in, in terms of hydrating. But after sport, you certainly want some electrolytes or something like that in there. And actually, it's been shown that milk after sport um, is better in terms of rehydrating you or can do it quicker um, than water can. So that is it for this week. Go out, grab yourself a glass of water, and I'll catch you next time.